Welcome everyone to another King Reflections episode. I'm doing it all for your host, a graphic designer and a personal trainer by trade. And I've just finally finished my life coach course. So I'm thankful that I've actually been able to be qualified for that now. Today is Monday, the 20th of December, 2021. We are finally near the end of this year, close to Christmas. And I'll probably release this one um, either Christmas Eve um, or Boxing Day, depending how much time I have time to edit it. But I thought this was a good topic to touch on, especially around this festive season and the new year, since most people, people that might be feeling, um, feeling a bit depressed or feeling lonely, a little bit suicidal, hopefully they'll get some uh, inspiration or motivation or some encouragement to keep going um, through this time. But before we get into this episode, I just want to say follow us um, on either Spotify podcasts or Apple podcasts. So just so you be able to stay updated when they give you notifications. Um, and if you're not already, follow us on Instagram and Facebook just to stay updated of um, the things that are happening, such as giveaways, um, updates of new merch. Um, and yeah, when our new episodes are going to be released. So so this topic with suicide, I asked a question probably a few weeks ago on Instagram of what would some topics uh, people would like to hear. And someone wrote down suicide and I put up a poll if anybody else would be interested in listening to an episode on suicide and uh, decided to do this one today for you guys. So hopefully you enjoy it. First though, I just want to make it clear that I'm not a counselor, a therapist or a doctor. And I can't give any medical advice and highly encourage you to reach out to your doctor for referrals um, or professionals um, that can assist you in your mental health journey, um, especially if you feel it's becoming unbearable and uh, quite dangerous. So just letting you know that. So don't take anything that I say on board as medical advice uh, because it is not. (laughs) This is just uh, my perspective of suicide and suicidal thoughts um, and my experience um, that I've had with suicidal thoughts. So... Second is, this is just a heads up that I may touch on something that may cause an unpleasant emotional reaction or response within yourself. If it becomes too uncomfortable um, or you feel it's not agreeable, um, please, or if you're getting triggered by it, please just turn off the podcast and reach out to someone uh, that's in your support group to talk to about it um, or contact your mental health professional just so that you can discuss with them um, what triggers may have caused... um, you'd have such an experience or a response or a reaction to what I'm talking about. Not everything I say most people will agree with. There will be people that disagree with uh, my perspective, obviously, and that's okay. It's part of the great human experience. We're allowed to have freedom of different opinions, but I feel the best way to live in peace is to really embrace each other's different opinions and not being so negatively charged um, or reactive to their opinions because it's a different experience, a different uh, mindset, a different perspective, a different attitude. And that's wonderful about the human experience, the rainbow of uh, being human. (laughs) And thirdly, if you are feeling any sense of loneliness or suicidal thoughts or depression, please reach out. Uh, Lifeline is a good number, 13, 11, 14, if you need someone to talk to. Um, You've got also Beyond Blue. There's also Reach Out. Um, If you're in the uh, Illawarra or the Newcastle area, we've also got Talk To Me Bro that you can reach out uh, if you want to reach out to someone local, especially during this time of festive seasons and if you feel extremely lonely um, or your de- your depression episode might um, flare up a bit, please reach out. There is services out there that can support and help you. Feel free to message me on my Instagram um, if you need to reach out and I'm happily uh, 
send you some numbers that you can reach out to and get proper support. As I said before, I'm not a counselor or a therapist, so I can't make a medical, I can't give any medical advice or make any judgment calls medically to your circumstance. So first I thought, why not address um, what suicide actually is? And most people think that talking about suicide, and I've been brought up with this stigma as well, that if you talk about suicide, then you're planting the seed in someone's head to uh, further act on suicide, which apparently isn't actually true. Lifeline have put up some statistics on their website, uh, which and also their Instagram that they promote about, is that when you, the more you talk about suicide with your friends or you, the ones that you feel... Um, close to the edge of acting on suicide, um, it's actually going to reduce suicide a lot more because someone's actually willing to listen and to talk about it. So what is suicide? And obviously the statement is that it's someone taking their own life. And usually there's always these reasons in the back of their head that we try and make up to kind of explain why someone has taken their life. And usually sometimes we then compare ourselves to them and sort of cast a little bit of judgment going like, well, they shouldn't have done that. That's a stupid thing to do, et cetera, et cetera. We start just, <laughs> you know, for some reason, for some reason, uh, casting blame or shame of their actions. It's now gotten better that we're like more understanding or more going like, why didn't we know about it? Why haven't we, um, why weren't we alert to it? Why haven't our little antennas in our head been aware of what's going on? And then we start to question, well, what was going on in their lives for them to lead up to this point? Uh, we're starting to be a lot more compassionate, a lot more understanding and try and seek out a uh, an understanding um, of what and how we can prevent it from happening further. And I think one of the first things that come to mind um, is the concept of selfishness. And this has been a concept that's been chucked around. Um, and some people will say like, oh, it's so selfish of them to um, to leave their friends and families behind in such despair in such grief you know how could they do that to their friends or family and then you got the other side of actually it was one of the selfless things they could do because they didn't want to put so much more suffering on their family and friends for being alive and i feel like this is one of the first mistakes we can make we are judging someone's decision based from our point of view, from our experiences, from our conditional behavior, you know, behavioral lessons, and not the actual persons. You know, our, our ego takes over and makes a judgment decision of someone else's life and someone else's decision. We are making a judgment call based from our perspective, from our point of view of how our lives have played out, not theirs. We haven't put ourselves in their position. So, you know, we haven't put ourselves in their shoes nor can we fully understand when we imagine ourselves in their shoes to make any judgment calls or what led someone to that to make that decision. And I've come to learn for within myself is who am I to make a judgment call of whether the act was selfish or not selfish when it wasn't my life to uh, make a decision on or to dictate how it's supposed to be played out. And I'm sure there are, you know, reasons that may be selfish or self-centered or selfless and really other-centered you know there's there's probably multiple reasons hundreds of reasons that we probably don't even know of what why people are led down the path to think that suicide is the solution to the problems that are arising in their lives but i feel it's arrogant out of ignorance 
to think we can pass judgment and say it's such a selfish act for someone to uh, take their own lives. I think it's a very egotistical thing and I've learned, you know, I can't judge anyone on their decisions in their life. You know, I wasn't brought up with their parents. I wasn't brought up around the friends that they had. I wasn't brought up with the teachers that were teaching them or, you know, the influences they listened to or watched or anything. I can't make a judgment call of whether it was selfish or not selfish. That's not my place to make that call. And what I've really come to learn now is compassion is, you know, they're probably trying their best to survive in this world. And this world is full of um, suffering, sacrifices, and also pleasure, happiness, joy. There's a balance of both. But sometimes for some people, the their attention and focus can be so much on the negative or the, the bad things that have happened to them. And that can become unbearable. And I, I've, from experience, I got to that place where I did, it felt like <laughs> all the bad things in my life were just piling up. And it felt like that I wasn't worthy of having any friends or being liked or being appreciated. I felt like no one really cared. I felt like no one really paid attention to me. And I felt like, well, why, why am I even uh, living? <laughs> and it gets to that point, for my, for my experience anyway, is what's the point of living if no one is going to share this life with me? No one's wanting to share the, the, the excitements and the ups that I have and also the downs and just to be there for me when I'm down. So for me, it got to the point of all these negative emotions, negative experiences, that piled on so much that it weighed down on my shoulders and it weighed down on my, my body. And it felt like that I, there were sometimes that I even would collapse on the floor, obviously when no one's around because I didn't want to show it because there's a whole shame stigma around it, especially with men. And we know we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be brave. We're supposed to be able to stand up to anything, but we're not, but society has taught us that we're not allowed to express our feelings. And if we express any sadness or uh, vulnerability, that it's weakness and that there goes our worth as a human being and people would just won't um we have no credit people we have no good reputation so people won't even uh see us as worthy of our of our existence really in a sense <laughs> and some people might think like well how can you get to that point of where you think um you know you want to end your life and i think it's hard because with me, it was I was giving my all to my to my friends. You know, I wanted um, them to appreciate and like me. So I would, you know, buy gifts or I would go out of my way to uh, make it to their place for us to hang out. Or I would, um, you know, sacrifice going to work so that I could go out with them to, um, you know, treks and stuff. But there was no reciprocation and I felt being used and I felt being neglected. I felt I wasn't appreciated. So this whole thing of, and sometimes I still have this thoughts of, you know, I'm putting all my effort into being with the friendship. You know, I'm happy to just be there and chill. But the, the times that my friends want to contact me is when they need me for something. It, and that's what it feels like sometimes, not all the time. But because obviously it's been programmed in my brain and I've learned that behavior of, you know, and it's just a recurring thing that I, my, my brain's now now habitually learnt is that take notice of when they're calling you 
my brain goes, oh, it's, it's not so much that they're calling you to hang out with you today. They're calling you because they need something. And then it obviously replays all the past hurts. And I'm there going, wow, like this feels really crap. <laughs> it feels really bad that I'm being used and neglected. And it feels like, and my the story in my head that I'm telling me is, okay, they're only keeping contact with me because they need my services, my skills, not really needing my, my friendship of just to be there, just to hang out, but just needing either some advice mentally or physically, or they need my computer expertise with Photoshop and graphic design and all that, and not really just wanting to, hey, let's go to the beach and just chill. Or do you want to go for a trek and just go for a walk, catch up? So I find it very hard sometimes, um, so if, especially if I'm in, in, a, in a down, uh, if I'm drained, emotionally drained or emotionally exhausted or mentally exhausted and uh, something like that happens then I just feel really bad and worse and if I'm not catching myself and being self-aware of where my, my thought process is going, um, it can get down to a very dark place, very dark that behind closed doors in the shower probably just cry. <laughs> And I do have sometimes suicidal thoughts, like they um, haven't gone away extensively. Sometimes I can go three to six months without, an, without a suicidal thought. And there are times where it could be two weeks apart or even days apart, depending sometimes on the season, on the weather, um, on how much obviously I've eaten, if I've exercised, um, how much I've slept, etc. All of the factors, especially of the 12 dimensions of health, of, sorry, all the 12 dimensions of wellness, if they're not in play, if they're not um, upheld and if I'm not continually investing in myself and being self-aware, those dark suicidal thoughts do manifest themselves quite, quite intensely. And for me, the only way that I could, I was actually even thinking about this today about control, like my whole life I've realized that I like to be in control and I don't like my body to control me, if that makes sense. <laughs> So, for example, if I'm hungry and everyone has experienced hangry, when you're hangry, sometimes you lash out, you're emotionally uh, intense um, in any emotion. Most of it sometimes is anger um, or resentment. But when you eat, you're like, oh, I feel so much better. I don't actually hate that person anymore. <laughs> so I've learned from a very young age, but I don't want my hunger to control my emotions and I don't want it to uh, control how I behave towards someone. And yes, I've slipped up and it's not just uh, anger as well. Like if you're sleep deprived, um, if you're exercise deprived, um, if you're not confident in within yourself because you haven't committed to, you know, a certain habit and you're not keeping up with the habit so you've lacked confidence in yourself because you're not staying on top of that habit, all those factors can result into you being emotionally uh, charged towards someone in a negative way and then that person it's not even about them <laughs> and they're getting this negative uh, charged emotion towards them that has nothing to do with them at all and it's all about us not taking care of the the 12 dimensions and all those factoring points in our lives that it, it actually lashes out and it, it manifests itself in in the <laughs> In, on other people so I've always tried my best to go you know what I'm not going to allow these negative thoughts 
control me. So I've always prayed, um, you know, God, if especially when I'm in um, like a very negative minded space or a, or a very emotionally um, sad, melancholy um, sort of mindset, I go to God, I say to God, if I'm driving, if I'm in front of someone, take control of the situation, take control of my body so that I don't drive myself into another car or a truck or a tree or off a cliff. You take control of my body. And sometimes I've had that experience where I'm not in control of my body. My mind is racing and it's, it's, so, it's so intense and it's so uh, negative and dark that I just, it's, it's as if my mind disconnects from my body and someone else is controlling, controlling my body. And I become more, in a sense, safe when I'm driving. <laughs> I'm like crying, my eyes are bawling, and I'm still, my body's just being calm and collected. Because in, in, also in the back of my head is just like, I don't want to affect someone else. I don't want them to, um, uh, to experience such a negative, detrimental, fatal experience on my behalf. I don't want them to be traumatized by something that has nothing to do with them. And this is just my, my way of thinking. This is just how, I'm, how I've sort of kept my suicidal thoughts at bay. So I say, God, you take control. You take control of my body. And I allow my thoughts to just go haywire, but my body is no longer mine in that, in that time. Well, in a sense, it's no longer mine at all. <laughs> and then when I get home, I try and uh, lay down or if I am at home, I lay down uh, or I go in the shower and I just collapse and I allow the thoughts to just fully invade my mind. And most people don't like this or it gets too deep um, or it's too dark, but I allow myself to just deep dive and just allow my mind to go where it wants to go. If self-pity is the emotion it wants to feel, I let it feel that. <laughs> if I want to feel sorry for myself, I let it feel that emotion. And I go so deep and so dark that it feels like no one cares. And it's just like this, I'm alone in this world experiencing this. And like I said before, uh, in uh, one of my King Habits episodes, I'm pretty sure God has taught me to flip it because I'm always caring about what people think about me. I'm always caring about what people say about me. I always care about how people behave around me. That's my anxiety kicking in. It's just going, oh, this person said this about you and this... <laughs> You're not favorable. You're not liked. You know, no one will want to use your services because you're nothing, nothing at all. And with that saying, nothing at all, my God has flipped and goes, well, if you're nothing at all, what's stopping you from doing what you really want to do? What's stopping you from fulfilling your dreams? You know, if you're nothing at all in everyone else's eyes and they're not going to care, about what you do, you know, they're going to judge anyway, no matter what, just do it. Just do what you want to do. Nothing's stopping you. You know, people always say, you should be having a house now. You're age 30, you know, I'm actually 21. This is my 11th year being 21. <laughs> but at age 30, they'd be like, you know, where's your partner? Why aren't you married? Why aren't you having kids? Why haven't you got a house? Why haven't you got a proper job? Why haven't you got a full-time job? And I'm going, Way to go to just start casting shame or way to go to cast trying to guilt trip me into uh, living my life in the way you expect it to be or the way you want it to play out for yourself. 
when my life has nothing to do with you, period. So you can say all you want of how you expected me to live my life and what a fulfilling life it should be compared to what your standards are. But I'm no longer taking that personally as mine. It's not mine. Your standards are not my standards. I don't need to take your standards on. If you're miserable in your life because you didn't meet your standards, then that's your problem. <laughs> this is my life and I'm, I'm happy. I'm content where I am. Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, there's suffering, but life is full of suffering. Life is full of suffering. You can't stop suffering. What you can do is learn how to take it in your stride and go, well, what am I going to learn from this? How am I going to grow from this? So just flipping that statement of nothing at all, you know, you're nothing, you're worth nothing, no one cares about you. It's like, excellent. If no one cares about me, that means I'm not obligated to do anything that they want me to do. There's no obligation there. They're going to expect me to do perform bad or, you know, be bad. I've got no obligation to them. I can do what I want. Thank you very much. And people always, you know, and they're like, well, that's selfish for doing what you want. And they're going, now you're passing judgment. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm not good enough for you. Now that I do what I want and I have the confidence, you're now calling me selfish. I can't win. So again, I would do what I feel is best for myself. I would do what I feel is right for myself in the time that will benefit not just me because I'm uh, my mind is always considering others being you know conscientious of my behavior. I do try my best to cater for everyone. Unfortunately, I was born with the people-pleasing ability or trait, which I have learned to set up more boundaries and realize that that's not the greatest thing to be a people pleaser. And that I do have to set my boundaries because I can't please everyone. If I meet up to everyone's standards, I'd be a, a wreck. I'd be an exploded planet. <laughs> a delicious donut, exploded donut, donut uh, planet, I should say. <laughs> so I've learned each time when I get to those that suicide mindset, like sometimes they, they, they just spur on the moment. And sometimes I think, oh, wait, this isn't mine. I've realized this isn't mine because I'm, I'm an empath and I sometimes catch people's emotions or feelings uh, in the room or in, in a, in a, through a song or through a YouTube channel. I catch their emotion going, wait, this isn't mine to keep. Well, this isn't even mine at all to even possess. Uh, so sometimes these, these suicidal thoughts just click or just come onto me very, very instantly. I'm there going, whoa, this isn't mine. This is, this is really intense. I haven't. Nothing's lead up to this point. So then I have to really sit with myself and go, okay, why am I feeling this? What am I not paying attention to? You know, maybe it is something that I'm not doing as well productively. Like, am I getting enough sleep? And I say sleep is a big one because there was a time where I was having four jobs um, and I'd only get like five to six hours sleep in a night. And I realized that if I get less than six, I'm very dysfunctional emotionally. <laughs> not mentally, I can still perform work, but emotionally i'm not very that great with people if i get less than six hours sleep <laughs> you know everyone's uh journey with suicidal thoughts is going to be very completely different different to mine you know mine is unique everyone's story is unique and i think the best thing that we can do is to just sit and listen and if, even if they don't want to talk and i've learned this is just to swallow my pride swallow my ego to think that I can give advice or say the right thing for them to feel better when really they just want to sit in silence with someone to just share that dark space. So I've learned to just, you know, 
when someone's telling me their story or telling me that they just feel like crap, I just sit and just be there in the moment with them, be there in the darkness because that's all they really want sometimes. It's just this, that's all I really want sometimes is just to have someone there to just sit in the uncomfortable emotion with me, the uncomfortable situation. And that's the most, like it's worth more than gold. That's worth more than any PlayStation, <laughs> worth more than any donut. Just having someone to just sit with me in that dark, in that, in that petrifying, scary emotion, and just to share that, you know, it's, it's so... It's blissful in a sense. It's 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 emotionally emotionally diffusing. Like it does diffuse that that intensity of the negative emotion because you now feel like someone is actually just wanting to value my presence, value my existence by just sitting here and listening to me, or just uh, being in silence, and just experiencing the emotion. But if you are, you know, this season feeling a sense of loneliness or darkness. Please remind yourself that you're not alone and that it will, this is just a season, it will pass. Sometimes it might take five years, but there's always something to hang on to. Your, your life has worth. You are valuable. You are loved. Even if you feel like no one is loving you now, in the future, someone will appreciate that you hanged on, that you gave yourself the chance and the opportunity to be loved by them. And if you're at that dark point and you are religious and you believe in God, Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. He really does. He created you for a great purpose, a great contribution to this world to stay alive, to keep spreading the light of positivity, of encouragement, of love, of compassion. You are not a mistake. You're not damaged goods beyond of repair. You're not broken to the point that you can't be used you are still of value you still have worth you still mean something to someone even if you think no one you're something to me because you can reach people that i can't reach you can impact on people that i can't impact on so i thank you for listening to this if you have given the chance of yourself to stay alive and not given up on yourself i thank you for being alive and i appreciate you for doing your best to fight your way through this suffering. Unfortunately, life is not full of uh, candy and donuts and PlayStations as much as I wish they could be and Lamborghinis. Sometimes it's, you know, a bomb of a car, smelly Brussels sprouts, <laughs> which are good for you apparently. <laughs> life isn't full of video games that we can score points and keep track of progress. Sometimes it's full of just feeling lost, lonely, not grounded of where you are or who you're meant to be, but just hang on. Please hang on and thank you again. And if you are in the, you know, a dark space, please reach out, like I said before. Please break that stigma in your mind if you are hesitant of seeing a counselor or a therapist or a doctor about your mental situation. Don't pay attention to the idea that it's embarrassing to see a therapist or a counsellor. I haven't seen a therapist or a counsellor. I have started next year. I've actually connected with the counsellor and said, hey, I want to start appointments next year just so I can improve myself. We all go to uh, a PT. And if you don't go to a PT, 
you're still researching up on YouTube exercises. So if, if you feel like you can't go to a counselor, you can't reach out to a therapist or a doctor, go on YouTube, try and find some, uh, some psych psychologists or counselors on there that are, that are putting out videos of some tips or something that can help you. And if you can reach out to them, try your best not to pay attention to what others are going to think or feel. And I've been locked in that position. I've been just stuck in a position where I'm like going, okay, this person's going to think this, this person's going to think that. This person's not going to take me seriously if I do this or do that. And I just had to push that all aside and go, you know what? At the end of the day, they're not the ones that are living in my skin, in my body. They're the ones that are making the decisions for me. They're the ones that are not going to actually be there in the end. Only my body's going to be there in the end. <laughs> it's going to be the one that's going to be saying and screaming to me, why didn't you listen to me? <laughs> You're listening to everyone else making me suffer. But why weren't you listening to me? Because <laughs> our bodies do tell, do tell us when something's not right. They give us little warning signs, you know, headaches, uh, stomach pains, uh, sore muscles, sore bones. Like it, they're all telling us, the whole body is telling us something is wrong. Something is not right. So listen to your body. And the ones that have lost a friend or a family member to uh, to suicide. My condolences to you for one. Like I, I feel your pain of losing someone and grieving after someone that you loved and you had no idea of how intense their life was emotionally. And all of a sudden they just disappeared in a sense. And I respect you for reaching out and being like, you know, this is a serious thing. Like there's a few people on Instagram that I follow where they're continuously encouraging, especially men, reach out and talk to your mates, especially the ones that have been there with you all this time, reach out and talk to them or reach out and talk to, um, you know, Lifeline, talk to someone. And I really appreciate the families and friends that have relayed this message and that are trying to break these stigmas. They're trying to stop uh, suicide being what these um, people are thinking as a solution when it's not a solution. I think sometimes we get stuck with this this question in our mind over and over again, you know, why did they do it? Why did they do something so devastating? Why did they give up on themselves? Why did they give in to the temptation of ending their life? Why have they left such devastation, you know, left behind? And I think sometimes that's still our egos trying to justify uh, their actions for our own closure or our own you know, mental state. And really, again, it is nothing to do with us. They were on a journey. And unfortunately, that journey got very complicated. And they thought suicide was the only solution. It is not our place to ask for closure. It is not our place to question what is wrong. Yes, it is our place to reach out to our friends and see if they're okay. That's the definition of a good friend is to reach out and go, hey, is everything okay? I'm reaching out to you. But in the end, if that friend that you've been reaching out to all that time does take their life, it is not a reflection of you and it is not, in a sense, any of your business to know why they made that decision. It was their life. It was their decision to make. Unfortunately, I have, and I've learned this the hard way, is I can't save anyone. I can only save myself. I'm only responsible for my actions. 
just like those people, they're responsible for their life. Only they can save themselves. And as much as it is, is disheartening and it's sad when you're reaching out to someone and yet they still decide to take their life, you just have to put up your hands and go, I did the best I can. You know, don't take yourself down a guilt trip or a shameful trip thinking, you know, what could I have done better? What could I have done differently to allow them to be here today? Don't beat yourself up. You did the best you could with what you had. If you're reaching out to them, you know, it doesn't have to be daily, just weekly or monthly and just be like, hey, just checking in. Are you okay? How's everything going? How's your work? How are your friends? Have you seen your family recently? Did you want to catch up? Do you want to go for coffee? Do you want to go for a walk? You know, you did the best you can by reaching out, by being there, by being available to them. And if they weren't responding to that, that is on them. And again, it's we. there's no judgment of why they're not reaching out or sorry, or, yeah, reaching out or why they're not uh, reciprocating or why they're not um, responding and adhering to your, to your presence or to your availability. You know, it's still their choice, their life. They're making that decision because they feel it's best for themselves at that time, even though mentally it's not of what we feel, what we would say, judging, judging from our judgment, is not the best decision, obviously, but it's still up to them. Yes, call the hospital, call the ambulance if they think if you think they're in a, in a situation where it's detrimental and it's fatal, definitely call. But again, if you didn't know that it was going on and you didn't know that it happened and you did try your best, please don't beat yourself up. And if you're starting to feel so much weight on your shoulders that it's bearing you down, please reach out to someone as well. Please talk to someone, reach out to a friend, reach out to your doctor to, to get some counseling, to refer you to a counselor or refer you to a therapist. Don't bottle it in. And as much as I'm hypocritical about that, <laughs> bottling it in, taking it all on board and trying to solve it myself is the typical uh, unfortunate male thing I find. Males mostly do it. And I guess that's what we've been taught. That's what we've been taught is to be brave, to be strong, not to appear vulnerable or weak. Don't show emotions. Don't cry. Don't share anyone that you're, you're struggling because if you're sharing that, then you're, you're showing that you're unreliable. So unfortunately, there's always going to be that stigma, I feel, um, stuck in our minds. And if we all are trying to break it and it's a, a, a bad habit that we all have to unlearn. And it's one that I'm still unlearning. I, I preach all this stuff about, you know, reach out, talk to someone. And unfortunately, with my uh, my trait of being a highly sensitive person, which I'll explain that in the next um, in the next episode, I find it hard to be safe around people. I can happily openly talk about something, about a deep topic for sure. But to feel actually safe with them is a different story. That when I'm feeling my most vulnerable, when I'm feeling the most dark, I still can't reach out. I still bottle up inside and try and solve it myself. But I am trying my best to unlearn it. I'm just trying my best to stay connected rather than disconnect. And I guess this is just the human experience, trying to stay connected, trying to be vulnerable and open, trying to show that suicidal thoughts are not the best thought process to go through to reach out and we've got to push past i've got to push past my pride thinking i can do this all on my own <laughs> that i don't need anyone and just push past my ego and pride and go you know what i actually need help now i need to reach out to someone i just need to talk to someone i just need to sit 
with someone. You know, that's probably what I probably need to do first is just go, hey, can I just come over and just sit? <laughs> or can we just go for a coffee or walk? I just need I just need time with someone. I can't be alone right now because my thoughts are like very attacking towards myself and they're very dark. Anyway, I'm sure you've had enough of me mumbo jumbing jump the mumbo jumboing about um this topic so feel free to share this episode if you think it will help someone or if you think it will help um bring someone awareness or educate them on um suicide and again please reach out if you are in a detrimental place and it's really dark and you know scary lifeline 13 11 14 or message me and i'll happily refer you to uh, numbers that you can call or services that you can call and please just don't give up on yourself no matter what don't give up on yourself don't let go of this life you are valuable you are loved you have worth no matter what your brain is telling you and sometimes i have to tell that to myself and go you know what brain shut up <laughs> you brain have no place in telling me how to live my life if it's so detrimental and negative i know you're up there trying to protect me i know you're putting up all these anxieties to protect me from you know social embarrassment or social shame or whatever but stop it's too far <laughs> i'm going nope no 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 and i put on like a positive song or a um a video or, or an audiobook that i'm listening to at the moment and those thoughts no longer stay in my mind but that's something that i've worked up to you know that's something that you have to work up to as well it takes effort and work to improve yourself. Nothing comes easy. Nothing is a click of a, you know, a switch. Nothing just automatically flips over. <laughs> I wish it did. This has taken me a good 15 years, I guess, to get to this this point in time of, um, of my journey. So anyway, hope you all have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it, like, um, and subscribe Xander King XNDR King on Instagram and Facebook um, and I'll see you all on the next episode King Up <laughs>